Welcome to a brand new episode of Towel Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we're going to get into some wild stuff today. Um, lots of news. I don't know. Whatever. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Let's go. So first things first, we got Black Panther coming out on the 16th with the album uh, dropping on the 9th. Um, they had their premiere, I think it was last weekend. Um, and with that, the reactions were through the roof. Um, people are loving this movie. I'm pumped about it. Like, what do you, what do you think? Uh, wife and I are, we've already made our Valentine's Day plans. So it's, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what we're it. doing. Black, Black Panther Valentine's Day. That's right. So I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, yeah. it looks great. Uh, with all these, you know, the reactions, as you said, it's, it's something to look forward to. And, it's a great comic book movie to kick the year off. So it's good. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's needed, you know, they did a really good job. It's coming out black history month. It's coming out on a long weekend. Um, you know, toy fair weekend, rest in peace for us, but uh, it's, it's, it, they did a good thing. Very smart with their marketing of this movie. And um couldn't be more pumped about it. Um, as I said, on the 9th, uh, so this Friday, we're getting the album. The album is also getting good reviews. The soundtrack, um, Kendrick Lamar, which I'm a big fan of, produced half the album. Um, so that's good. They already dropped a couple singles, which have been good. Um, and then another thing I just want to touch upon, um, Wesley Snipes came out and had an interview and said that him and John Singleton were working on a Black Panther in the 90s. Um, didn't come to be. Instead, we got Blade, uh, which obviously uh, that's exciting. Everyone like, well, Blade one and two, not the third one, but um, yeah, we don't talk about that one. But uh, I, it, that would have been interesting to see a Wesley Snipes uh, Blade movie, <laughs> or sorry, uh, Black Panther, Black Panther. Absolutely, <laughs> strange, been a strange time indeed for something like that to show up. Um... The 90s were strange times, man. We had our first black superhero was Meteor Man in 93, I want to say. And then we had the Blade. Screen. Huh? On the, on the big screen, you mean? Yeah. And... Yeah, not in, I mean, obviously, like Luke Cage in comics. But yeah, um, yeah like we had Meteor Man, then we also had uh, Blank Man. Yeah, I was going to say Blank Man. Like that. <laughs> Yeah, was nine, that was the nineties. That was yeah. They were all. They're all the. They're yeah, all the nineties. I, I really feel like this movie is going to do much better in this time <laughs> than it would yeah. have in the nineties. Oh yeah, so. yeah. We wouldn't see another one if it was just <coughs> in the nineties. No. We just would never see it again. But um, so yeah. So also in Black Panther news, uh, Mezco announced a Black Panther figure, one twelfth scale. Um, Looks good. Soft goods again. Great costume. Good accessories. You get, what do you get? You get a shield. Do you get a spear? Yeah, you get the spear shield combo. Okay. Um, yeah. People are complaining about the amount of accessories on this one, but I, I really don't think there's much to complain about when it comes down to the fact that this is what, this is going to be a real test of what this series is about. Um, it's these kind of figures that I think really define the the 112 collective um 
you know, it's great to get these uh, the Iron Man with like real metal and stuff, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and the armor Batman. But you know, the one like the point of this series was get these superhero suits and get the real cloth, and I think it'll be a really cool version of Black Panther. I'm glad I, I'm glad I waited to get get a figure based on the movie. So it's good. Yeah. No, I mean. We were talking about this last night. I have the Hot Toys figure that they made for Civil War. Um, they haven't yet announced the Hot Toys figures for the movie. They will, I'm sure, probably next weekend um, when the movie drops. But I'm good. I love that figure. It's very unique. Um, the costuming is very, very unique. So um, the Mezco line, if I didn't already have this Hot Toys, yeah, I would have. I would have pre-ordered it yesterday, but... You let me know how it is. Um, sticking with the Marvel news, uh, we I'll be honest with you, you're going to have to take both of these because I actually haven't watched either one. Um, oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to mention them. That's yeah. really tough. Um, I mean, last week we got our first look at, not first look, actually full-length trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was a lot of fun showing off uh, kind of the the plot of the movie of everybody on the run after Ant-Man one. Um, so so when does it take place? Do we know? It seems to be taking place after the first movie, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how it fits in with civil war yet, but I'm sure it's actually, no, I think it happens after civil war because she mentions something to him about getting arrested (laughs) and getting them all, getting them all in trouble even more. So, that's yeah, it cool. takes place. Yeah, it takes place after all those movies, because then you get to see the you do see Giant Man or maybe Giant Wasp. I'm not sure on screen, or maybe it was Goliath. I don't know, but um, Goliath is in it, right? Isn't it? Yeah, Lawrence Fish, Fishburne shows up in the trailer. Um, they don't nice. show much outside of that, but it's a fun trailer. Uh, a lot of shrinking and blowing things up, and as in size. Um, but I'm excited for that movie too. It looks like a fun time. Um, and then the Infinity War Super Bowl spot, it was funny. I, w- I was going to make a comment yesterday because it's like they don't even have to show us anything. It's like they just rehashed. They did show us some new new stuff like Cap and the neat little Wakanda shield and these little clips. But I really felt like it was a big rehash of the, the, the trailer they released before. It was definitely a TV spot feeling, but that's like all they need to do in this movie is just show us show us the simple things. And it's like yeah peak orgasm so it's, oh it's yeah awesome that movie that movie is it's gonna be the greatest movie in the last 20 years <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that but i am uh, excited it, for it. It, will, it will be it's it's gonna be better than anything that any star wars movie that's come out any other it, you think you know so? it's gonna you know it's gonna be the, my my philosophy on this is that a the russo brothers are directing this movie uh-huh. And they they've made the best Marvel movies yet, in my opinion. Um, Correct. The scale of this is epic, and it's just what everybody's been waiting for. So I mean, it's what it's what everything's coming it's coming to a point. And uh, well, yeah, ten ten years in the making. Um, yeah, I you know the Ant Man thing. The only reason I haven't watched it is because I'm gonna watch it when it's attached to uh, Black Panther. That's it. Um, I want to see the small people on the big screen. Um, and then the Infinity War thing, I saw the length, I think it was 30 seconds, and I was like, 
do I really need to see this? Like I'm our, I, I didn't need to see any footage, frankly, but obviously I did, but um, I'm good. I don't care. I don't need to see anything else from that movie. I am there opening day. As soon as those tickets go on sale, I'll be buying them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So let's skip on over to DC again. You got to take these, man. You know more about it than I do. It's <laughs> good. Um, well, we know Brian Michael Bennis is on his way to DC, and they're they're getting they're shaping everything up for the big Action Comics one thousand, yep. which he'll write a short story. A short story, in, so it'll be a nice little collaboration between different writers and artists for that for that issue. Of course, it'll be uh, out in April, I believe it is. Um, and so they. It's kind of been speculated, like a lot of speculation, what Bendis is going to be doing when it when it comes to DC. But he's definitely taking over Superman and Action Comics. Uh, Superman will, um, and then he's going to be writing a mini series called Man of Steel. Uh, it's a weekly four part mini series that'll kind of launch, help also kind of launch his his uh, his launch into the DC universe. Um, and then he'll be taking over Superman, which will be renumbered, I guess, and then. Action Comics will continue on with the 1001 numbering after the big event this year. Um, and then he's bringing over his uh, his own little comic world, uh, Jinx World, right? Yeah, and that's like Powers. With it. Yeah. Um, so Powers is coming over and starting back over. Not really familiar with Jinx World at all. Um, but... You know, Brian Michael Bendis, you know, we talked about it in our episode, Bend it like ben, Bendis. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's been a staple for a real long time over at Marvel, and he's done some fantastic stuff. I mean, Alias wasn't a Marvel title at first, was it? No. Was that part he of that? Created, he created Jessica Jones. He created Miles Morales. I mean, the dude was there for 20 years. Yeah. Um, during a major, major shaping of the Spider-Man. company. Line is like one of the best Spider-Man comics of all time. That run is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. 160 issues, I think. I mean, it's yep. just ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, maybe he'll give me a reason to to read Superman finally. Maybe. I mean, I I do like Max Landis's American Alien is. I mean, that was insane. That was so good. I loved it. So it's, when they do Superman in weird ways, I'm there. Yeah, that's. I don't see it happening with the. Uh, you think it's gonna be good? I, I think it'll be good. I just don't think it'll be something that you're gonna want to read. It's gonna be. It'll be very Superman. Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But it's gonna be very. Building back the Superman origins from pre New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. um, and they're bringing back the Red Shorts. Apparently, um, I don't know if that's just for One Thousand. Yeah. So I mean. We'll talk about this in a second too. I mean, we'll bring it up now, but I mean, they're retconning a ton of stuff um, right now in yeah post rebirth world. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm I'm excited. I'll read it. So, but I would hesitate if I read you. Okay, you test. Me. I wish I wish he would write some other stuff. So um, we've talked about this previously, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's big draw for him to go write Superman, but yeah, he'll be there's there's been some rumors of was it him writing Batman? I 
somebody else. Uh, I don't think he'll be on. I no. think people wanted him on Batman, but I mean, really, with Tom King and Scott Snyder, we're good. Scott Snyder's leaving. I thought he said he was going to be leaving Batman. I don't know. Whatever. I got to look at this. Scott Snyder is not leaving Batman ever. It was something after Metal that was going to change a lot. Um, but hmm. I, don't have, I don't have the facts. So moving on. Um, as I said, Rebirth has been retconning some things, and this is a big one. Um, beginning of the New 52, uh, Cyborg was miraculously part of the Justice League, and that whole launch of the New 52 kind of told his origin story within it, and yeah. um, skipping the whole Teen Titans, Titans timeline and all that stuff, so he was never part of that. Uh, they're fixing that in the comics now, so they just they just mentioned they brought mention to how he was part of the Titans and <clears throat> writing that in, and then they also brought back Martian Manhunter, yeah, and retconned his history with the JL that he was always part of that team and and stuff like that. So that's awesome. I mean, that's I never liked. It's not that I didn't like Cyborg in the Justice League. I just felt it didn't fit right. Um, yes, he could be part of the Justice League if he was Team Titan and Titans and made his way up. But I just kind of was like, mm, okay, well, I put Cyborg in the Justice League for New 52, and that's new. So um, hmm. I'm glad they went back to this, because Marshall Manor deserves a much more central role in the DC members. So. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> yep. So what about this uh, Metropolis? Uh, I mean, this is going straight to DC Digital Service which is interesting to me because I don't know if they're going to treat this like like Gotham where you know Clark is there and he is Superman. No, this is before. This and is I I I don't I don't really believe it. I I kind of want to be like, yeah, cuz do you want to watch this? <laughs> I don't. I didn't want to watch Gotham until I was like, oh yeah, they're actually going to build the Bruce Wayne story and and have him like do a good origin story, you know, and as goofy as it is, it's been a good show because of, of that aspect and, and some other things. So I'm not going to put down the Metropolis TV show. I just don't give a shit. It's like, I don't care about it. Lex Luthor and Lois Lane driven TV show. It doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. I'm not too, you know, it's like Supergirl is on. You can watch Supergirl. Um, you can go watch. I'm more excited for Krypton than than I'm very excited for Krypton actually. But yeah, this yeah. this show, come on. I mean, it's like I would rather see it where I don't know what was that stupid goofy comedy they tried out not too long ago in the DC. <laughs> damage con- well, it's not damage control, but something like yeah, that. basically like that. But I don't know. I just don't give a shit. So yep. I, I just think, I think it's a bad idea. Go use your resources elsewhere, unless mm-hmm. you're putting. Ryan Cranston in that show is Lex Luthor. I don't give a shit. So. <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. N- neither one of us care. That's that's about right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's go on. Um, uh, this is just some, you know, kind of random news here. Uh, UK company Cineworld um, took over for Regal Cinemas. Um, they've got hundreds of of theaters across Europe. Now they're absorbing thousands across the United States. 
So just another one of those big mergers. Um, not sure if it's really going to have much of an impact on us, but it kind of extends the role of Regal Cinemas out in Europe and vice versa. So that's kind of interesting. Cool. Um, I can do, I'll take this one if you want, because I did some research on it too. Did you watch this spot? I did. You did. It's yep. an interesting spot. Um, take it. Violent, so, many violent delights. Um, but my thing is like, can you say what it is we're talking about? Oh, Westworld. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Westworld season two, which actually hits HBO this April, yeah. uh, which is very exciting. I forgot it was actually 2018 for a second when I was watching that trailer. I was like, holy shit, this is, <laughs> this is sooner than I thought. So I'm very excited. Um, the trailer was very, it wasn't like, didn't explain anything, just showed basically revolution, <laughs> robot revolution and whatnot. So a big saying where they take it, um, a secret website actually just popped up as well. And um, going into details of one of the new parks uh, that, that will be incorporated in this, there'll actually be six parks in total outside of just the West one. Um, so we know you need to watch the movies. You need to watch the movies, but you don't need to watch future world, but watch Westworld, the movie. I see that it's good. Um, it's a decent movie to sit through if you really want to kind of see the background of it, because they do borrow a lot of aspects and little Easter eggs from that movie into the, into the show, um, including the robot, um, a couple of them, the older school ones, but they, I don't think they ever went that deep into six six worlds though. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, there's that. there's a future world. Yep. There's a Roman world. Yep. Um there's a medieval world. Yeah. So there's a Japanese feudal world. They yeah, so they do in these. Right, but what is the other there's still the surprise ones. So Yeah, of course. We're gonna get we're gonna get surprised. So I'm I'm pumped. So a couple more months it'll be on this it'll be a good year for uh oh yeah absolutely um i also liked just as a music geek um they retooled uh one of kanye west's songs in the trailer (laughs) which i thought was pretty neat they're they're really good at remixing those uh songs in classic player piano format (laughs) yeah absolutely um all right so we got our first look at the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated show. Um, people are flipping out in a negative way about what they look like. There's an African-American April. They're, I don't care about, like, that's actually not too much of the backlash. More of the backlash is that they don't really look like they did. And some of their their uh, weapons are not even not even there. Like, they're replaced with, like, weird future tech weapons um i don't know about that statement because it's like Raphael is like all right now i got these tomfas you know tomfas aren't exactly futuristic no weapons. no but i'm saying like i get i know what you're saying like i think didn't someone have like a lightsaber type thing like leonardo's april. like is almost like a lightsaber a lot of them are like that it's like april's like laser bat yeah so that's all i mean just that kind of weird shit you know what i'm gonna say I'm gonna say if this if this kind of stuff bothers you, not you, the general you out there, yeah, um, the royal you, it might be time, you know, to stop 
caring about this kind of stuff because it's it's not going to change over the next 20 years either and, you know in, ten, in five years there'll be a new teenage mutant ninja turtle series it's like you know what save yourself the stress save yourself the heart attacks and almost you're like you know eat doritos all day long so take a step back and you know stop writing shit on facebook try and tear things down you're not changing society by getting all stormed up about these geeky things just be to me be happy that we're even getting like we're still talking about teenage mutant ninja Turtles. exactly <laughs> that's that to me is the is the better thing exactly. um so i'm i'm just excited that teenage mutant ninja turtles is still a thing i, I don't know where the, all this hate comes from though it is the, it's anger and like you got nowhere else to put it i mean i i don't get it I just don't understand like the effort that people go through, especially like we didn't even mention that Black Panther thing. Uh, it was probably just to cut back on the talking point a little bit, but it's the same. Oh, thing. the Facebook group that was created. Yeah. Down. Same thing with Last Jedi. Like, like when the Force Awakens come out, like they were doing that whole push where everybody was going to go and spoil. Like they spoil. They put the spoilers on our on our Instagram. You know, it's like. Why do you why do you need to be such a little troll about things? You know, it's I I don't understand. Like, if you don't like it, you're gonna ruin it for other people. You know what? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck off. That's that's yeah. my political statement for the day. Yeah, basically, if you, if you don't like it, don't watch it. That's watch that's your old weird. turtles. Yeah. Enjoy the old turtle movies, and that's fine. And let other people. You know, it's not about you. Also, it's like there's a whole generation of kids who need turtles so that we can talk about it in another 30 years. So just let them have it. <laughs> Be honest. Like, it, like, exactly. it. like be an adult, like get over it. You know, you're not, you're not 15 anymore. <laughs> right. You know, stop acting like it. It's not making, it's like, go do something productive instead of worrying about what the new teenage mutant Ninja Turtles is like. Well, then that was the other thing too, that I, you know, I said to somebody, it was like, we don't know what this is going to be like until we see it. You know what I mean? Because like people are flipping out about there was a new Transformers that came out um, oh. not too long ago. Yeah. And the series is fucking awesome. Um, the one with Mark Hamill? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, they didn't look like him. Sorry. They didn't. People were flipping out about it. And it's like, you just can't, it's never, I don't know. Just, I'm done. It's fine. I, but that's the thing is like, what's wrong with artist interpretation? You know, going outside the thinking outside the box. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to watch the same Ninja Turtles cartoon for 20 years. You know, yeah. I watched the same one because it's the old one, but you know, it gets a little old after a while. That's why yeah. there's been like five different looking Superman and all that shit. So and everything else. Yeah. And everything else. Exactly. And everything else. All right. So. Except Mario. <laughs> So, yeah, speaking of which, Mario does not change. He stays the same forever. Um, two pieces of Mario information. First, uh, we're supposed to be getting an animated Mario movie. Um, long rumored, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is in the works. Uh, Nintendo owns Sega, I believe, too. So, like, it's just, I think whoever's the head of Nintendo now is really making some good things to expand that brand. You know, they did their first. Uh, foray into mar- uh, mobile devices um, in like the, the the Mario game for that is actually quite fun. I paid the $10 straight off the bat without even playing the game. <laughs> and the I really, one? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's worth 10 bucks. You know, I've, I've played it enough. Um, and then now uh, the movie announcement, and they also announced that next year we're going to be getting a Mario Kart for mobile, which to me is just like, again, a no-brainer. Playing with people all over the world, that game, it's perfect for mobile devices. We're, I don't understand whether that hasn't come out in the last 10 years. <laughs> well, because they had an old president who didn't want to do That's anything. Right. That's right. And they allowed it to be put out on... That's right. Yeah. So now we're finally getting more weird things from Nintendo. So pretty excited about that. Um, and then, you know, we, Speaking we of also, weird things. Yeah, it's <laughs> a weird thing. Uh, you know, the, the One Punch Man artist um, did a... He just did a drawing of a Back to the Future, what it looked like in manga form. Um, it was cool. <laughs> it's not real? No. I don't... What? You think it's an actual, like, full... Oh, shit. Yeah. No, they're doing, like, a full manga. Yeah. I want to just, just put a drawing into our news. And okay, you, <laughs> Yusuke Murata, and it's actually getting... <coughs> Uh, Bob Gale, the original screenwriter, is is supervising. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's interesting. So there is already a Back to the Future comic, which is from um, IDW. Yeah, I think IDW. I, mean, I own it. Like I have it. Yeah. So IDW already has like a comic, which is still going. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's actually super popular. It's actually super popular. It's supposed to be good. It is good. It is good. So, um, shit. Yeah, it's actually due out um, April 20th in Japan. So, awesome. if you want to read it. And there you go. So, okay. Um, in the meantime, we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be right back. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it!
Okay, we are back after those epic commercials. Um, so right after the Super Bowl uh, on Sunday, Netflix decided to drop the bomb with um, a new Cloverfield movie, um, Cloverfield Paradox. I have not watched it. Chris and I have both not watched it yet, but I've heard mixed things um, from people who have watched it. <laughs> and it is also supposed to be leading right into Cloverfield Four, which has already been shot, which will be a World War II film called Overlord. Um, rumored release date in May, though I just can't see it happening with Deadpool, Han Solo, and Infinity War all coming out in that, that month. But we'll see. That movie's set to go into theaters? Yeah. What a weird lineup. And maybe not. Maybe now they'll change it. And I don't know... If, um, like, because of how Netflix doesn't really tell you how they do things, you know what I mean? As far as, like, how many people saw it, they only tell you, like, it was, you know, they sometimes do. Like, Bright had something insane, like 11 million viewers in, like, 24 hours or something like that which if you times it by cost of ticket prices would have been like a huge fucking movie, like an opening weekend of like $120 million or something like that. So, you know, they haven't released the numbers for Cloverfield paradox yet. And given that it's getting some pretty uh, shit reviews, we don't even, we don't even know, but then the next one is supposed to come out. I mean, they shot it. It's going to come out. It's just when, when is it? Where is it? Is it on Netflix again? Or is it going to be in theaters? Who knows? That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else to say? Nope. I watched the second one, like I said, about a month ago now and enjoyed it. So. Whatever. I love, I love those movies. Yeah, I have Honestly, no expectation first. for this. I have no expectation for this new one. And hopefully it surprises me and I enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the the first two. So surprises and delights. <laughs> Violet delights. That's right. Um Okay, Bad Boys for Life um starts principal photography in August. The movie Technically should have been shot and done and coming out this year, but here we are. Um, I, I I don't really know why it's taking so long for this movie when everyone seemed to be happy involved. Um, Joe Carnahan uh, was supposed to be directing. Um, he did an animatic came out, but, you know, then he exited the filming of it. So I don't I don't know who's directing the next Bad Boys movie. But it's going into principal photography. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cool. But as of last year, Joe Carnahan left. As of uh, a couple weeks ago, um, let's see. New directors jump on board. Let's see who's directing this thing. Uh, Adil El Arba and Bilal Fala. They directed such movies as Black and Gangsta, and they've directed episodes of that show Snowfall with 50 Cent. So really, really unknown directors <laughs> to this movie. We'll see. 
We'll see. I'm a huge fan of the Bad Boys movies. Huge Bad Boys fan, but I was excited when it was Joe Carnahan. Now, not so much. Michael Bay did the first two? Yeah. In Bad Boys 2, I mean, it's yeah. been copied so many fucking times. Like, in other action movies. Just the shots and, you know, it's stylized. It's so good. So funny. I don't know. So, we'll see. We'll see how, what happens. Um, and then finally, in our everything else category, Sony could be up for sale. Um, there's a rumor now that Sony wants to, the new uh, president of Sony wants to focus it on it being more of what it what it's known for, which is our electronics, you know, it's TVs, it's PlayStations, you know, Sony is a huge player in the electronics game. And he's kind of like, eh, don't really care about the movie side so much. And frankly, other than Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which has made like some fucking god awful amount of money, which is good. You know, I think it's made like 700 million worldwide or close to it. Um, that's it. Sony doesn't have any other hits from last year. So, oh, well, sorry, Spider-Man Homecoming. But that's because of Marvel's um, Yeah, let's, let's, tell, let's tell the truth about that one. Right. So, <laughs> you know, the point is, like, I, I don't know. I think uh, I, I could see it happening. I could see it being sold. Will it go and will Disney take it over? It would make sense if anyone's going to do it. You know, it's... I'm happy on the Marvel side of things that maybe it'll get picked up. Maybe they'll get those rights. Thankfully, I'm sure they'll get those rights. I should be a little more positive about that. But <clears throat> this kind of leave like things like what happens to Valiant movie slate, uh, all that kind of stuff up in the air. Right. Uh, you know, especially with the new acquisition of Valiant, they really seem to be pushing in that direction. So, I mean, this is another cog you know getting messed up in the whole machine here so i don't know i mean we don't like sony <laughs> that much you know so hate them. Yeah. i'd love to see them i don't know though i mean like what's gonna happen we're still waiting to see if the fox disney merger is quote-unquote legal um so what happens when like one company owns everything you know is that even that's is that legal you know i mean and you know, kind of in speculation, speculation talk. Like, what happens? You know, right, right. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really can't say. So, I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out, right? Yep. Yep. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's it. So, moving on, right? That's right. Okay. To the uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars That's, news. Right. Yeah, let's talk about um, Andy Serkis was asked if he, you know, Snoke was really dead and if he would return to Star Wars. And, of course, he gave the typical, anything can happen, things you never know, uh, who knows. You know, I may be back to Star Wars, but maybe not Snoke. Maybe just the set. <laughs> right. You know, maybe just the idea. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Listen, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. 
you know, for episode nine, it's like things can get turned around and put all these fanboys on their asses. Mm-hmm. Could put us on our asses, you know. Um, I just, you know, thinking about it, and we've run this over a million times, but I really hope they don't change what they did, you know. So I hope it sticks and. There's not a lot of like retcons or anything like that to try to yeah. Make I hope things stick happen. Stick to their guns yeah. with that. Um, yeah. I hope that JJ just says, "Okay, you know what I mean." Like that's fine. You did a good job, uh, Ryan Johnson, and that's it. So we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right. So then, also uh, Johnson, Ryan Johnson confirmed that there was never really a discussion about a funeral scene for Han. Um, you can listen to him, but he says how he just figured there's no room. We don't have time. And when you, you think about the old movies, like you don't really see Leia reacting, which has obviously been criticized for that, but you don't see Leia reacting when Alderaan blows up and you don't really see Luke really, you know, when Obi-Wan dies. My thing with that is, yeah, there probably should have been some visible reaction to Carrie Fisher, or sorry, Princess Leia learning that Alderaan died. I think there should have been more to that. But Luke didn't know Obi-Wan, really. You know what I mean? Like, And Obi-Wan doesn't really leave. Immediately after, he tells him to run, and he's throughout the rest of the movies. Han is a major character that we all grew up with who fucking deserved a Viking death. Absolutely. But apparently in the book novelization yeah we'll get it it's addressed so but when the fuck do you have time to do a funeral when the movie picks up right after the first one right and again but it's like could you have done something on the bridge you know what what, on the bridge we're getting chased through space i don't know dude the whole entire movie is desperation and moving so i mean i can understand why they didn't do it um and the you know they did pay tribute with the fuzzy dice and whatnot, but yeah, yeah. that was a great tribute. Felt really connected to that moment. I know. <laughs> you remember those things from the first movie, from the original? Yeah, yeah I did. I, yeah. I did. Um. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it it could have been mentioned definitely. <laughs> um, he also said that we'll you know there's a lot of deleted scenes, more with Finn. Uh, his motivation to try to go get Ray, more stuff with Luke, um, um, Octo, whatever, I can't pronounce it, but I'm excited to see those deleted scenes and see what he cut. He did say he made some significant cuts in there, so it'll be, see what's going on with that. Yeah, I mean, that movie is well over three hours long um, originally, so I mean, it'll be interesting to see what was actually saved on the film floor. I did hear a rumor that Originally, Poe was supposed to go with Finn hmm. instead of Rose, and then they wrote that whole thing in. So it was supposed to be more of that kind of, uh, you know, character development in that in that direction. Yeah, but they changed that. So that's kind of an interesting thing with all the backlash from from that whole sequence and Rose and whatnot. So yeah, I would have been curious if it was. I mean, I guess they wanted to give him a love story, as they always do, because it's F in Star Wars. But yeah, um, whatever they want to call a love story in Star Wars, so. right? 
whatever. Right. So finally, finally is right. I'm just gonna take that. We just we got our Han Solo trailer. Well, I um, mean, the, as you erase teaser, I mean, it is a big deal because it was interesting that to me that you would first off not put the trailer during the Super Bowl, but instead you put this teaser that directly like, hey, watch Good Morning America. It's like, well, you got like your best buddies with Good Morning America on your Disney station and you got to release it there because Rogue One went there and stuff. I don't get that shit. It's like, why did you do a teaser and then a trailer within a day of itself? Oh, it makes sense to me because they own ABC. They don't own NBC or wherever the Super Bowl's aired. I, I understand it. And I mean, it was as we said. And it's like a dick move to them too. It's like, hey, guess what? You screw you. I know you're watching the Super Bowl, but guess what? Go look at our station. It's better. We have Han Solo. Yeah, that's the problem I have with this whole. It's corporate America, dude. I don't know. That's what I'm saying, though. Um, Let's talk about. Do we have to? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's correct. It's like the we talk about Star Wars every episode. You kidding me? You know what, man. I didn't think I, this is the movie I didn't think I needed, but now I want. So that's kind of how I feel about it now. I um, when I think about the big picture of Marvel and the direction they went with that, and um, like we, it's hard to let go of Star Wars as this special thing that we had that sat, it stood alone with its own kind of like in its own world. It wasn't growing unless George Lucas let it grow. Um, it was very, it was special when new things came out. Blah blah blah. Now <clears throat> we have Disney owning Lucasfilm, and we're gonna get this these installments of Star Wars every year. Now it's 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 tough because we want as fans we want things that we want, you know. And it, that was the whole thing about the Last Jedi and what what should be what Disney what we feel Disney should be doing with the franchise or whatever. I'm just saying on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> this movie, I mean, what will how will we feel about it ten years down the line? Will it, you know, this is kind of the way I've been thinking about it. It's like, how will it fit in? Every time I watch Rogue One now, it it gets better and it fits more into my my idea of what Star Wars is. Because I kind of feel like as a fan we've been not really forced, but we've had to evolve what star Wars is to us, you Mm -hmm. know? And, and that's, that's the bottom line. We got to kind of just take a step back. It's kind of like with that, the teenage mutant Ninja Turtle thing and just let it happen. You know, there's going to be bad star Wars movies. (laughs) There's going to be great star Wars movies. Um, So, you know, we can't treat each one like a golden child, I would say. I mean, Star Wars expectations in the bar is always going to be set higher than any other film franchise. And that's because right now we don't have any reason not to, other than, okay, so the prequels. But, you know, it got elevated back up again with The Force Awakens. This is a movie that doesn't need to be made. Technically, Rogue One didn't need to be made, even though now I think about it as being part of it. Rogue One, episodes four, five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) So will Han Solo be. Han Solo, Rogue One, then Fourth. You know what I mean? Like, is that going to be the case? We'll see. Um, I'm more like with, you know, with how much it got plagued for the directors getting kicked off, Ron Howard coming in, 
this kid's acting supposedly being more like Ace Ventura than what we know as Han Solo. Um, it's too early to say what he's going to be like. We really saw him for probably 20 seconds out of a minute and 45. Um, my thoughts are Chewie looks cool. Lando looks sweet. Emilio Clark doesn't probably need to be there. Uh, Hamish slash Woody Harrelson is Hamish. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it, I, I like the visuals. The visuals are cool. The visuals are Star Wars. The music was cool. The music was way different than what we've ever seen in a Star Wars trailer. Yes. Um, and it was cool. You know what I mean? The editing was probably that trailer junkies who did uh, Suicide Squad. It was a cool, clear cut, fun trailer. That's it. I can't tell you if it's going to be a good movie or not. I can tell you that my expectations are beyond low. They're Justice League level low because. I just don't care, but we'll see. It's here. I got to watch it. <clears throat> opening night. I know what I like about it though, is with rogue one, I really loved the beginning of that movie with, um, with uh, Cassian when he's, when you first meet him and you're on that planet and you're getting a feel of like the different worlds that exist within star Wars. And that was one thing that like the society that exists um, around everything that's going on, um, which you kind of, lose track of when you're watching the saga films because it's so concentrated on the story of an individual moving through it all. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was cool in the solo trailer that you kind of get this feeling like you're going to, we're going to get exposed to the underworld of star Wars that we've been, a lot of us have been waiting for um, and just kind of develop that more and see new characters grow in, in the underbelly of, you know, the crime syndicates and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, maybe the huts. You know, maybe Narshad. They they have to. We have you know, to. I don't see why. Job of the hut. Yeah, I don't see why. I I mean, I don't want to see Boba Fett in this movie. I don't. I don't care to. But yeah. I don't see why we're not going to. Yeah. We'll definitely Jabba Hut. I think would be an awesome addition. Easy one. They're both easy additions. But um, yeah, that whole thing at the beginning where it's like the speeder chase through the city and stuff. I mean, that kind of stuff is. I'm really excited for. Um, I just I want to watch it, like the Star U- Star Wars universe needs to grow, become more rich year after year, um, and hopefully just you know it'll 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 put it in a whole new perspective for us. We shall see. Um, so finally, our pursuit of plastic. Uh, get it now. Um, Hot Toys released an Emperor from Return of the Jedi, uh, deluxe figure with a throne. Um, right? Is that with a throne? Oh, you're absolutely right. I'm just shaking my head because that the deluxe figures with that throne is is another hundred bucks more than around that more like than, the, than the regular version. Yeah, right. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> but and then you, like... you also they put on. Do they pre-order as well the Red Guard? Yeah, the Red Guards are cheap. They're like the lower... Like the Imperial, or the... What's the new ones? Praetorian Guards are also cheap, too. Yeah, it just seems like they they have the understanding that people don't want to pay that much for armored. No. Beams, I mean, that's fine. I mean, the Red Guard are probably the coolest looking things. Mm-hmm. From... <laughs> So I mean, it's it's a really cool addition to this whole thing. It just sounds really expensive. <laughs> so difficult like, hot toys, but um, you know, he's yeah. got the lightning 
awesome. powers and um, you know the throne. The throne lights up. He lights up too. No, I'm just saying he has lightning. The accessory piece. I don't think that lights up. I know there's a button on it that you can press that says "We'll blow your planet up." <laughs> that was much needed. Are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, that's on the chair. I heard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The it would be surprising to me if they didn't take the opportunity to to make some kind of lighting for the in his arm to light up the lightning. I think that would be amazing. I mean, would it be awesome? Yeah, of course. Uh, did they do it? I don't think so. No, that'll be on the next repainted version. Next yeah, year. right. Yeah, we got we got more to come. Um. So yeah, where where can you find us? Uh, we are on the interwebs at don't forget a towel dot com. Uh, your daily source for news, reviews, interviews, and more. Uh, so check us out. And then we are also on the uh, the socials. Uh, what are, what are our social media outlets there? You could you know we're on Facebook. Don't forget a towel. Um, and then on Instagram, Twitter at dfat towel. You can listen to us on Stitcher uh, from any device. If you're an Apple uh, user, you can check us out on iTunes. If you do, please rate review us. What? I just saw the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's all we have. We'll come up with a new episode soon. And <laughs> thank you guys for listening to Wakandan on sunshine. And keep Wakandan on sunshine, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is Casey saying bye. This is Chris. 